All right, back with the WMAY Morning News Feed 738. I'm Greg Bishop, and the Illinois Senate's going to be in session today for another special session. After dealing with energy legislation of their own, the House came back last week and passed a different measure with a few changes, uh, and that's what the Senate's going to be bringing up. We'll definitely talk with Todd Meisch about the impacts of that here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. But I wanted to bring on Todd, who's the CEO of the Illinois Chamber of Commerce also, uh, to talk about the impacts of President Joe Biden's vaccine mandates. Uh, so, Todd, we got two big issues to get to here, and I greatly appreciate you taking time with us uh, here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. No, uh, I would like to say happy Monday to everybody, but uh, there are some difficult issues out there, but it's always great to be back. Great. Absolutely. Thank you very much. So, absolutely. So, what is the business community's response to uh, a mandate of uh, any business that has more than 100 employees either requiring vaccination or uh, testing weekly? I think uh, I would love to be able to tell you that there's one response, but as I was reading media over the weekend, uh, it's it's clear that there's a really, really different response depending what kind of business you are and to a certain extent uh, where the owners of the business uh, feel uh, government's role is in uh, trying to deal with the pandemic. Uh, so I would say that we believe an awful lot of businesses say, give us the authority to decide what works best for our employees and our customers. But what we've gotten out of the Biden administration with some support from uh, major elements of business community is that, hey, we're going to go ahead and mandate this. Um, we don't think the one size fits all is the right approach. Uh, so we are um, you know, opposed to uh, what seems to be coming down the pike here. Todd Meisch, CEO, president of the Illinois Chamber of Commerce. Um, of course, I saw in the Tribune this morning several large manufacturers saying they already require it, uh, and this might uh, allow for a bit of, of cover of sorts, uh, but you have others who are saying it's always been optional uh, in, in their particular business. Um, what are the implications for those businesses that don't comply with this? Have we seen the actual final rules uh, so businesses may be able to prepare uh, their employees for, for what's coming down the pike. We have not seen the final rules, and that's one of the major elements, is that uh, you can have a press conference uh, at the White House and announce what your plan is, uh, but that's not actionable by individual employers in the workplace. So, to be honest, there are probably as many unanswered questions as answered questions at this point, and that's one of the frustrations, I think, even those who support the president's decision uh, or those who are opposed are equally concerned that we don't really know what this is yet. Todd, we've got, uh, of course, uh, the president going to be announcing uh, other uh, mandates concerning COVID-19 in front of the uh, General Assembly of the United Nations this week. Not sure how it's going to impact the United States directly, but uh, we've got a whole bunch of other things that businesses are mitigating, uh, including the the, the labor shortage. What's going on there? And are these mandates and are these uh, COVID mitigations uh, compounding the issues when it comes to trying to find the right employees for any particular business? I think your use of the word compounding is right on because it's not as simple as there's one or two issues that are uh, keeping the labor market down. And all you have to do is ride around Springfield and see how many help wanted signs there are to know that something different is going on. Uh, 
So it's a combination of child care, which is a legitimate issue. Uh, there are issues of uh, people who don't want to go back to work. There are also the issues of, you know, the government has handed out uh, billions and billions of dollars for people to stay home. Uh, so all those things kind of work together. Uh, so it's, there's not one answer to that. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see what the president uh, rolls out. Um, but right now, I think there's more apprehension to presidential announcements than there is hope that we're actually going to figure this out. Todd Meisch is the president and CEO of the Illinois Chamber of Commerce, and you guys have been involved in reviewing a variety of different proposals coming down from the Illinois State House uh, dealing with energy. And they've been talking about this for, my gosh, uh, what, two years now, if not more, uh, but really uh, putting together various proposals and advancing them um, in one chamber doesn't pass the, the next chamber. But we do have apparently a bill that's making it all the way through in both chambers. we got the Senate with the special session today looking uh, at sweeping energy changes uh, over the next quarter of a uh, century. Um, how is this going to impact uh, job creators in the state when it comes to energy costs? Something that I thought, Todd, was, uh, you know, a a kind of uh, a ray of sunshine. Uh, when it comes to Illinois' uh, economic uh, prospects? Sure. Illinois doesn't have a whole lot of economic development uh, advantages. Energy costs are definitely one of them. And this is going to, if not chip away, if not completely erode uh, that uh, economic development advantage. Uh, This is going to be the largest increase in energy costs uh, we've ever seen. And it's going to impact consumers. AARP has come out with $15 a month. I think that what we're going to see uh, a year from now, 18 months from now, that it's much more expensive than that for consumers. But what we do have a better handle on is that our major industrial uh, users of electricity are telling us anything from $750,000 a year up to beyond $2 million a year. And when you're not competitive in other areas, $2 million is the difference between are we going to expand a plant in Illinois or are we going to expand, expand a plant in Indiana? I mean, that's a difference maker, and that's why, uh, unfortunately, uh, this bill looks like it's going to pass. Uh, but it's very, very bad news for us. How do businesses best brace for this? Um, and not just the, the cost side, but also um, the reliability issues when it comes to uh, seeing an increased amount of renewable energy put into the portfolio by state statute. Um, what, what, what are businesses doing right now to, to brace for this, or can they do anything? Uh, it's Their options are limited, to be honest. Now, I do think that we have a dynamic uh, economy. We've got entrepreneurs that are going to come up with uh, ideas we haven't thought of today. Uh, but for now, I'll just tell you that be ready for cost increases. And that means that hiring decisions, investment decisions, anything that's financial is going to be impacted. There's no doubt about it. Todd, uh, another aspect of this was uh, the jobs component, uh, and a lot of uh, resources are going to be devoted towards renewable energy jobs. Uh, And uh, I've heard criticism that the jobs there aren't necessarily long-term careers. It's kind of, uh, you know, traveling groups that fix certain things when they're needed, but uh, not necessarily uh, the likes that we've seen with uh, even nuclear or uh, with with coal-fired plants that are targeting this for closure by either 2030 or 2045. Uh, are there are 
are there concerns that um, you know, especially in some communities that uh, really are supported by these jobs, like the Prairie State Generation Facility in Southern Illinois. I mean, those are good-paying jobs. If those go away in you know, 15, 20 years, um, what kinds of things can the chamber do to, to soften that blow uh, that, that could happen in those areas? Uh, and are renewable energy jobs going to be able to, to fill that void? Yeah, so let me, I think there are three things I want to go ahead and say about that. First of all, it is a travesty that we are taking viable economic assets and just arbitrarily uh, legislating them out of existence. Uh, That is terrible. Prairie State CWLP here in town is on the hook as well, and potentially just by government edict saying uh, you're not going to exist anymore and those jobs are going to be gone and it's going to impact the energy markets. No doubt about that. Second thing is uh, to answer your questions about um, uh, renewables. Uh, Renewables are definitely part of our energy future. Uh, There's no doubt about that. And, um, you know, I think that a reasonable balance between cost and support for renewables moving forward uh, makes an awful lot of sense. Uh, We believe you can do it the right way if you balance those things out. But overall, the, you know, the jobs impact um, is going to be, you know, unknown, but we think there's much more downside to jobs in the economy as a result of this bill, as there is upside. Todd Meisch, President and CEO of the Illinois Chamber of Commerce, greatly appreciate you taking the time with us this morning, and uh, we'll be watching closely what happens in the Senate this afternoon, all right? Thank you as well.